Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question comes from email. You can always email us, questions at whatfreshhellpodcast.com. Emily wrote in to say, I feel like you're a voice of reason, Amy, so I was wondering if you could answer a simple question for me. Should I be buying my kids Christmas gifts right now? My mother-in-law is insisting on receiving holiday wish lists right now so that she can shop while there are still toys on the shelves. It sounds a bit alarmist to me, but is she right? She's a little right, and she is being alarmist, and we're going to talk about both of those things. The first issue, will Christmas shopping be a little harder in 2021? If you're listening to what you're hearing on the news, yes. And there are several reasons for that. There's the uh, supply chain issues. If you've been in stores recently, the shelves are a little more bare than they used to be. I went to buy hand soap the other day at sort of a like a Bath and Body Works type store, and they were out. They were out of hand soap, and they didn't know when they would be getting more. And this was a store that the, that was what they sold. But of course, that also means to counteract what your mother-in-law is fearing. If she does shop now, the shelves are more bare because they haven't gotten their shipments yet of the holiday stuff. So there is that. There's also that retailer's concern about Black Friday and whether people will be shopping in person and showing up at stores at all might mean that they're going to start sales a little bit sooner, which means things will go sooner. And finally, the U.S. Postal Service has actually announced an official slowdown that's going to start in the month of October where mail will be up to 40% slower being delivered. This is real. And anecdotally, for me at least, it's been pretty slow already. By the way, while we're talking about this, yes, you should buy video consoles right now if you're going to buy one for Christmas. If you want to get furniture for Christmas, you need to buy it right now or maybe plan a different gift because furniture is just nowhere. And I do think some of this might be marketing, right? The retail industry wants a really good holiday season. They want people to buy a lot. So sort of softening the ground with the idea that it's going to be really hard and you better buy early might be something that they want us to hear. From where I stand, this is actually a huge opportunity. I've been hearing these stories on the news too, and I'm sort of like, great, let's dial it back. Perfect excuse for me to not chase the squishmallow that my kid absolutely has to have. Do it differently this year. It's a pandemic reset that's welcome. Now, if Santa is still bringing toys to your house, this might be less of an issue for you. But I have been hearing that the elves have worked in social distancing into their workshops, so their production is going to be affected too. And that might be something that you might need to muse about aloud in your kid's presence, if you feel me. There's another thing at work here, though, and that is whether or not you accept other people's stress and anxiety. When people are are stressed or feeling anxious, 
as your mother-in-law is about giving her grandchildren the perfect holiday season. They try to evince in you the emotion that they're feeling. They try to get you to feel the way they're feeling so that you see it and you recognize it. I suspect that your mother-in-law sweats the small stuff in a lot of ways, so there's no reason she wouldn't worry about this now. And in order to justify that the stress she feels, that the love she feels, that the work that she does is worthwhile, she wants you to feel these things also. And yes, you do feel it because there's a word for this. It's secondhand anxiety. It's a thing. Psychologists study it. Studies have shown that people actually experience an increase in cortisol levels, which we can use to measure stress, even from seeing a stranger expressing stress on a video screen our cortisol levels will go up. And of course, when it's somebody we know and love in the same room with us, it's going to happen even more. And this can happen with our kids, our partners, our co-workers, not just our mother-in-laws. But it's her anxiety. It's not yours. And no, you don't have to take on that level of stress. If your mother-in-law tries to hand you that stress, I need the lists. The best response is to say, you know, you're right. You are so on top of things. Thanks for reminding me about that. I'll have to get the kids on it. Thanks for reminding me. And then if it's something that's repeated that comes back, I need these lists from the kids. If your kids are old enough to make those lists for grandma, then say, oh, you're so right. Come here. Come here, Jacob. I want you to get on the phone so that your mother-in-law can tell Jacob how important it is she gets the Christmas list. If it's a big secret that there are Christmas lists, then you just have to do a little bit of the, I, oh, I know. Kids are so hard to buy for. It's so nice of you that you're thinking of this. Another option is you let them know that you'll do the buying and that there will definitely be something under the tree that your kids really want with the grandparents' name on it. You will feel that stress and anxiety. And if you react differently than you have in the past and just say, oh, you're right, I know, it is, it's a lot. And I want to thank you for caring about it so much. She might push further. She might say, no, 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 but it's stressful, but it's important because she'll be confused by your not feeling the emotion. She'll just kind of push harder like, no, 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 here's the anxiety and stress. You'll feel that stress and anxiety. You can acknowledge it. You can say to yourself, oh, there it is. But this isn't mine. It belongs to somebody else. So you don't have to sort of lock down against it. It's okay that it's there. It is there. But it's hers. It's not yours. So you can sort of let it pass through you. Emily, I hope that helps a little bit. I'm going to dial back on the holiday shopping. And I think that's a perfectly good option for this year. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Reina Gattuso wrote a great article for Talkspace explaining what secondhand anxiety is. If that resonates with you, check it out. Send us your questions, and we might answer yours next. Email us, questions at wellfreshhealthpodcast.com, or send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know where to find us. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. 
I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.